It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. Podcast time on a Monday as we kick off a new week and a new month. Well, I guess Friday was December. It was. Well, same difference. We'll start again. A new month. What's up, Al? Oh, hi there, Jerry. Uh, So, uh, went to the Rutgers basketball game Saturday. I know. I wish you were there a little earlier. I could have seen you. We could have taken a photo, but... I didn't realize you were that far away. I was looking for you down by the court. You're up to get a better... At Rutgers, we have more of a broadcast area look, which is a great view to do a game, though I prefer to be courtside so you can hear the officials and the coaches. But it is a really good view. I did take a photo of you and posted it to my Instagram Oh, account. did you really? Yeah. Nice. I circled. I go, there's Jerry. <laughs> I noticed something, though, at this Rutgers game, Jerry. And I don't know if this is going on throughout college basketball, if this is going on in pro basketball. Okay. It is something I have never noticed before. But I took notice on one player, and I go, huh, that's all odd. Then I noticed all of the players, they don't wear high-top sneakers. Oh, no. When did that happen? Years ago. For real? Yeah. How about, how about in the NBA? Mm, I don't think a lot of them do. No. I was shocked. Yeah. I first saw, I was like, why is that guy wearing low-top sneakers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I looked around, everyone on both Illinois and Rutgers yeah. had low-top sneakers You'll on. You'll see from time to time, maybe a guy with three quarters. But the high tops, you'd never see anymore. I thought you needed that for ankle support. No, I think that was more of a sneaker design. Really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I was really like, that's all I was looking at. You were, you were locked in on their feet. Yeah, because they didn't wear uniform sneakers. No, none of them do anymore. Which is another weird thing. I agree. If I was, but again, that's every school and every team the kids can choose, I guess. So every school is outfitted by a specific company. You sign a contract with them. So Rutgers is an Adidas school. I think Illinois is Under Armour, but I'm not 100% sure. They might even be Nike. I'm not sure. There's a lot of Adidas, a lot of Under Armour, a lot of Nike. Those three are the big ones. Um, so within that brand, I believe that the company gives you choices and you pick your sneakers. If it was me, I would love my guys to have all the same uniform sneakers with the uniform. But it kind of allows them the freedom to pick what they choose and what they like. Yeah, because I was thinking that too. I was like, well, but if I was running around on a court, I'd want to have the sneakers that I felt like sure. I was most comfortable in mm-hmm. and not... You know, I meant more. I meant more color scheme. Yeah, you know, but I understand. Let them have their choice. That's fine. Yeah, it was unbelievable. So I, as that's been going on, I had no idea. They also, I'm sure you might have been locked in on this too, because it's been a while since you went to a game. They have this three point line. Yeah, no, that you get three points if you're behind that. <laughs> yeah. Do you 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 ever listen to uh, Evan and Tiki and they, sure. Tommy plays this drop a lot that goes nerd alert. Yes, they play it whenever. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking. This is for the Rutgers games. Mm-hmm. Rutgers has a tall, thin guy with glasses. Okay, yeah, Gavin Griffiths. Yeah, Gavin Griffiths. He's not a nerd. No, but I'm saying it would be cool if every time he hit a, like a three, it went nerd alert. No, 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 that wouldn't be cool. That that's very that's rude. Coming from the guy who's wearing glasses at me right now and bald and bald and, and non athletic and no kids and couldn't shoot a shot if you gave him ten of them. I just thought like if he embraced. That no, you know the, he embraces making threes. Yeah, I kept my eye on him. No, he's he he was didn't good. Play a ton Saturday. Uh, I feel like he was out there a decent amount. I thought. I don't think he played more than twenty minutes. That seems of like the a long forty. Time. Oh, okay, you know what? It, he he, you're right because he he definitely wasn't in the beginning of the game. Right, he comes off the bench. Yeah, he came off the bench, and it took him a while to get in. Yeah, but when he gets going, he can. He had one game. He had twenty eight points. It was 28, something like that, where he was lighting it up from the outside. He doesn't seem very muscular. Anybody else you want to kill? I mean, good Lord. The kid's 6'6", 230. 
Again, coming from a guy who's five ten, a buck thirty five. Well, this just goes to show that when you see guys up against other larger guys, oh, yeah. they don't seem large. It's like when I and yet if you were in the elevator with them, you'd be oh like, my gosh, Holy yeah, crap, like, who is the guy? Yes, uh, that happens in NFL all the time. Oh, yeah. Like quarterbacks come in here and they're like, oh, I don't expect them to be so big. Yeah, because they're around offensive linemen and mm-hmm. all these. I'll never things. forget my the first practice at Columbia football I went to. Yeah. In the summer of two thousand six. I had never really watched never watched Ivy League football. But my I remember going into it thinking, oh, this will be fun, but Ivy League football, clearly this is much lower. And I remember my dad telling me, he's no Ivy League football is division one. He goes, I think it's a lower level division one. He goes, that's not division two or three. It's division one football. I'm like, are you sure? I remember going to the first practice in the summer, like in August. I couldn't believe how big the linemen were. Yeah. I'm like, why aren't you at Georgia? He's like, yeah, not good enough. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, they're huge. So I got to say, it was much. I had a much better time going to the basketball game over the football game because it's weather controlled in, oh, yeah. indoors, Jerry. It's a great atmosphere, and even parking. Like that was a that was there was not a seat to be had for that game. Yeah. And even. At a game like that, within 30 minutes, even if there's a little bit of traffic, they get those cars out. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a much uh, easier experience than yeah. going to the football game. No, going, going course, to Jersey I, Mike's is pretty good. And I also went to the football game in a downpour. Like, true. it was a chaos. That is true. Probably. Isn't it amazing? I was just having this conversation with Sal about something unrelated but kind of related. Isn't it amazing how we live in the world of sports here? And we are so dominant with the NFL and baseball for the most part that you saw what it was like Saturday. And I know the game didn't end well, but you saw that end of the first half, how crazy that arena was and how important that team is to those people and how big that is to that campus. But yet you don't get covered anywhere. Yeah. Aside from a couple of our, like that was for them and for Steve Peichel and for that coaching staff, they put all their work in and all their time. And that's a big opponent in Illinois, 24 in the country. Then they'll go to Wake Forest this week, Mississippi State Saturday. And yet aside from a couple of newspaper articles, no one cares. Yeah. Like there's no cover. But, and this is what I was talking about with Sal. Then you take it to the higher level. Like the Knicks are a really good team. There is no Nick talk anywhere. No one talks about the Nets. We're not allowed to talk about the Rangers, Islanders, and Devils. So how are these other schools or how are these other programs supposed to get any coverage when the sports leaders don't even pay attention to the NHL or the NBA until playoff time? Yeah, this is weird. It is. And they had a nice student section there, too. They had a great student section there. In fact, uh, I guess when the other team is shooting free throws. Yes, they go after them. They have, like, inflatables. That's where my head usually is. Yeah. There is an inflatable beaver. Which I couldn't I, figure out. I did not notice that. <laughs> yeah, a big inflatable beaver. <laughs> it looked okay. like a tube you would wear, you would hang out in in a pool. All right, but a beaver, a beaver. Okay, inflatable beaver. Oh, they're trying to get the beaver to distract the basketball players. They were, and it didn't work. That guys were hitting their free throws. Mm. I got an interesting uh, direct message on Instagram. What's Jerry. his name? Well, it is a male. It's a male flight attendant. Okay. Let's see. Uh, hey, Al, had something come across my desk this weekend. I wanted yours and Jerry's take on it. As you guys know, I'm a flight attendant, and I was working with these two girls who I had not worked with before. Okay. Before we left Cancun. Oh, Jesus. Back to D.C., one asked casually if I wanted to have a threesome with her and the other girl. At first, I thought they were joking, so I kind of laughed it off. Before you know it, one of them is dry humping me on the jump seat in the back of the plane, showing her friend how to ride properly. Ultimately, I went back and forth about it and decided not to participate. This was <laughs> this was after they took my hands and put them both on their breasts in the hotel lobby. What would you have done? Is this man single? I believe so. I think if I was single, I'd probably do it. Let me see. Let me uh, let me see if I can look on uh, based on his photo. I I believe he is single. I probably would be like, "What the hell? Why not?" Right? I, yeah, I don't I, know. I <laughs> I could tell you in my Ron and Fez days, we used to have a a large like a not a large like 
eight to 10 girls sometimes on Fridays would come and watch the show and we would get drinks during the show. <laughs> How this was work, I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, some of the girls were all right. Some of them were cute. Some yeah. of them were not attractive. Some were very attractive. It was, it was a mix. A good mix. It was a good mix. I did have one time, the two, these two girls said to me, why don't you come back to our hotel room? And I chickened out. And you didn't do it. I was single and everything. Wow. How old were you? 33, 34. You didn't do it. No, I was too afraid that I would not be able to perform. No, just no, that I, yeah, but that I would that would probably that I would just embarrass my I could barely I can't handle one woman <laughs> a lot of times. The two, <laughs> forget it. Yeah, plus I thought yeah, I hear you. that'll get back uh, just that is I just I chickened out. Mm. All right. Chickened out so on So you've had I've never had that opportunity. Yeah. I've also been with my wife since I'm 17. Right. So. Um, I've never, that situation's never presented itself. Right. So I yeah, don't, I I don't know right what out. I would do. I'm not, I'm not sure I would chicken out, but I'm not sure I wouldn't either. I don't know. Good question. Yeah. I chickened right out. So never regret that. Um, no? Uh, no, no, I actually don't regret that one. Yeah. Did you even know who they were? I did. Cause they used to come up. No, quite I know a bit. that. Oh, sp- no, but I didn't know anything about their That's life, what I mean. their lifestyle or anything. No. That's what I meant. More plus, so. I had a plus. They were like these girls that would come up often. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's just gonna be weird when you see them again. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And the one of them seemed out of it. Like it yeah. just, uh, it just it was like a bad. The scene one thing there. I would say too in his situation that yeah. is not a great situation is the fact that he works with them. Right, man, Cancun Jerry with a couple of female flight attendants you know who are that must go on dry humping them and putting his hands on their breasts. An island, drinks. My goodness, thousands of miles away from home, from yeah. wherever you reside. Man, that must happen a lot. Man, this fella, what a lucky fella he is, Jerry. Well, he just didn't to, do it. Just to be considered. Just it's to, just right. nice it's like to be considered. An award. Yeah, it's like being nominated right. for an award. Right. Just to be considered. Yeah. Which means those girls went looking for somebody. They were looking. I wonder who they ended up with. Yeah. Each other. <laughs> what a world we're not participating in. We're out there. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? Yeah. Um, what else do I have here, Jerry? I wrote down a couple notes. Do you think in 1880 they were having threesomes? Yeah. You do, huh? Yeah. That must have stunk. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, just smelly. God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no Totally agree. Well. This is completely opposite of this. Okay. But I know it's the holiday season, Jerry. (laughs) And... Buying gifts for people is difficult, like Agreed. coming up with ideas. I have just a, a little idea for people. This is not a commercial by any means. Okay. But when I have a hard time finding a gift for somebody, I you ever use Etsy? Uh, I'm, I'm aware of it. I have. Yeah. One time I went to uh, get a blanket, believe it or not, Yeah. for my mom uh, for her birthday. Uh, it was a personalized one, and <laughs> I, you know, her birthday's in December, and um, I remember looking for it right around Thanksgiving, and it was great. The problem I found with it was they needed four weeks for delivery. Yeah, that's excessive. So I have not gone back to it very often, but I am aware of it. I know it's a great site, and there's a lot of good marketers on there. Yeah, it's like a lot of small yeah, business people of small put business. their stuff on Etsy. Yep. And the thing here's how I use it in, in a gift-giving situation. If it's uh, difficult to buy somebody a gift, mm-hmm. I uh, think of... What do I know that they're interested in? Sure. Like uh, you like um, uh, golf. You like golf. You like the the beanbag no, uh, toss. I actually don't like that at all. I just run a league. Well, you like golf. I love golf. So I might type in uh, golf. Mm-hmm. And golf find gifts. some creative ideas. Yeah, there's a lot of creative people on there. Uh, if you have a friend who likes uh, tennis, Jerry, I might type in a tennis yeah. uh, gifts. Uh, and they have a lot of like cool things on there. Now, you're right. Sometimes the lead time you need a little more, especially because if it's, it's personalized. Correct. If it's not personalized and it's just somebody selling those. So if you're desperate for ideas for people, you just got to know one thing they're into. And you can get some ideas. Yeah. Like, you know, I love Paul Westerberg and the replacements. If you went on to Etsy and type in Paul Westerberg, a bunch of stuff comes up yeah, that, that you'd never find in a store. Yeah, that is cool. Somebody, There's also a place called Home Goods. Home Goods, yeah. Home Goods is actually. It's a cross between, I would say it's a cross between, is it Home Goods? No, not Home Goods. Hobby Lobby. 
Oh, yeah, Hobby Lobby. It's like a cross between a craft shop and Michael's. A craft shop on the lower end, Michael's on the higher end, and everything in between. And they've got a lot of unique like gift ideas. Not to what you're saying, but you go in there, you want like, for lack of a better term, wall art for car racing. They've got it. Right. Baseball stuff. They have a lot. Right. It's of a cool huge th- store, yes, right? It's enormous. Closed on Sundays, but a very cool store to walk through and get some ideas. Yeah. That's the thing. If you're just going to the mall looking for ideas, like. No, you can just walk in and out same, of our face. It's exactly. the same stores. They've been there forever. Yep. And no one, wa- no one wants another shirt. No one wants it. No one wants pajamas. Want something fun. Yeah, you want something fun, something unique. So yeah. Hobby Lobby's a good one if you like Love to Hobby roam Lobby. around. A lot of people like to uh go and touch the item that I want to feel the the material. You just look like you were cupping a couple of breasts, what you just <laughs> did right there. I was feeling like that flight attendant, dude. <laughs> um you know, but if you don't need to be touching the items and yeah. you'd rather work from home. I do check out Etsy. And I do hate to say it, but Amazon has got it on lockdown too. They do. I hate to say that, but you just type in like one thing and they give you a million suggestions. Yeah, that's another option. But I will right. check out the Etsy. Yeah, just um yeah, I've I've been uh mostly almost always happy with what I've yeah. gotten on there. Yeah. So of course another great place is recosportshop.com. You can get your Alan Jerry mugs. Ooh, that's <laughs> a good one, Jerry. If your fans there, we gotta get ourselves an Etsy shop. I got my own. I got a Shopify shop. Shopify. That's where I go through. You know who else uses Shopify? Theo Vaughn, the uh, podcaster comedian. Mr. Beast is a Shopify endorser. Really? How about this? He put up a video. This was, I mean, I don't know where this guy comes up with these ideas. So the idea was, could you, could you spend, well, it depends on how long you want to stay for. He put you in a supermarket. He bought, he bought out the supermarket. Could you live in a supermarket by yourself? Every day you're there, you get $10,000 of cash wheeled into you as long as you have donated $10,000 worth of product. So it's up to you during that day to go around the store and with carts, you have to calculate that you've got at least $10,000 worth of goods that you're going to donate. If they decide that you've done it properly and you have your receipts and everything because you got to scan everything, he gives you $10,000. So this one guy did it. He lasted 42 days. He won wow. $420,000, and he looked like a mess at the end. Uh, the shop, the the store was like three-quarters empty. It was oh, because they're not restocking for him? No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. no. So there's a limit. <laughs> I, he might Maybe 60 days was the limit, maybe. But yeah. He, so it's why they bring his wife in to surprise him on day 42, and they, he, she's like, come home. Like, it's enough. But he won the four. Point is, he re- Mr. Beast released this on YouTube Saturday at 9 a.m. Joseph saw it at noon when he woke up. It was the 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 episode was out for three hours, and it already had twenty two million views. Twenty two million. It's really unbelievable. Uh, it it blows me away. It really does. I mean, he and I think he's got three hundred million subscribers, so it makes sense numbers wise that ten percent of his subscribers had watched within the first three hours. But I haven't checked. My guess is that number's got to be up to fifty million now. No, probably, yeah. It's just it's it fascinates me. It re- the whole YouTube thing blows me away. Yeah, I was uh, listening to a podcast on my way in. They were just talking about social media. Yeah, and just like what it meant to be a celebrity in like say the nineteen eighties. Sure. And you're Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise was an enormous star in the eighties. Right. But the number of people that probably saw Tom Cruise in something. Versus a random YouTube yeah. person that you might, me Correct. or me might never have heard of. It's not even close. The YouTuber has more people seeing their stuff, but yet uh, culturally, they don't have the importance of Tom Cruise. For 100%. Because it's, it's uh, uh, I don't understand it so, either. So this video I'm talking about, that yeah. I got rid of, it wasn't Saturday, it was yesterday. He has 59 million views in one day. And then his one from last Wednesday, I think it is, he compares what it's like to work at McDonald's or be a star NFL quarterback, has 92 million views. Like, wow. It's just, it's amazing to me. But you're right. They are, like, Mr. Beast is a celebrity, but he's not Tom Cruise. Right. Like, my mother doesn't know who Mr. Beast is. I'm sure she doesn't. And yet, more people, the amount of people that know him would blow your mind. Right. Again. I think about it even 
even for us, right? So if we get, if we get, uh, let's say you put something out on social media and for whatever reason it gets, uh, say 70,000 views. Wow. But to think like that's MetLife Stadium. Yes. And when you look at that many people, you're like, wow, I reached, like now sometimes you might think, oh, I bet this, no one barely even read my tweet, only 70,000. And yet that's a stadium full of people that you would consider a very large group of people. Right. Think of the number I just gave you. Yeah, that I don't even. 92 million people watch the video. I don't even know how to put that into either. my head. I, I don't either. Except that it's a very big world out there and he's international. Yeah. Like that's being, and that gets translated in different countries. Yes. So that's part of it. He learned how to do that. Yeah, we heard when he was on with, uh, I think Rogan, he was on with Joe Rogan, yeah, yeah, where I think he was talking about. Now I see other other uh, YouTubers do that as well. Mm-hmm. I guess they all start doing things like once the big person hits, then other, other people sure. start. Yeah, you got to find the right niche. Yeah. Otherwise, you just kind of blend in. Yes. Man, we got to be YouTubers, Jerry. We need to be TikTokers, YouTubers. But you know who's here? Like, I work here. Like, I get everything off my chest here. You're good. I had nothing to put on TikTok and Instagram. Well, you and tried. You had that food I tried. channel for a little while. I gave it I gave it one video, and I tried it, Jerry. It didn't work for me. No, you did more than one video. I had a couple. It was like, no, I was getting no traction. Right. You got to stick with You really do got to stick with yeah, it. Yeah, that's the thing they tell you. Like, the people who they post every single day, mm-hmm. no and matter. It's what, like a salesperson. Yeah. You keep getting kicked in the teeth. Not interested. Not interested. Not watching. Not watching. And then, bam. Like, what just happened? Yeah. That's the one thing I see from a lot of these people. It's just, it's you got to be resilient and know that you're going to get a lot of rejection. And then all of a sudden it sticks. Yeah. But I think like we get our creativity or, or uh, our, um, like everyone wants a little bit of fame. I think we get it here for sure. We don't have the drive to put it on to do a TikTok video, YouTube videos. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like if we weren't working here, maybe I'd be like a, somebody who's putting stuff on. YouTube that no one was watching. Well, you'd have so much time. Well, you have time. But you have a lot more time. Jerry, where would I find the time well, to you'd become be sleep- a YouTube star? Well, you would, though, because you'd be sleeping like a normal human yes. being. And then I think you'd be motivated to do something. Right. And I think even if you spent five hours a day, forget eight hours, spend five hours a day, that's like 30 hours a week if you did it six times a week. That's a lot of time to put into something. Yeah, but like even like in my personal life, I'm not interested in talking on the phone. I'm not. I I'm not get, either. I get it all here. I do all my talking here. Yeah, no, I know. I'm I'm the same. I got you. I I don't think I've made a phone call and I couldn't tell you how long. Yeah, not interested. Exactly. I love the text. That's fine. That's whatever. We're talking here. Yes. So yeah. we don't want to talk not here. All yeah, my talking I, I do here, Jerry. And I'm lucky. I don't have anyone that calls me, and I don't call anybody. <laughs> I try to explain that to Gina. I go, I don't think these guys on the show talking to their wives on the phone every day. She goes, yeah, but they live with them. I'm like, all right, fair. True. But, like, I won't see I won't see Kim till 6 o'clock tonight. I'm not having a conversation with her. Oh, my gosh. She's not calling me. By 6 o'clock, Jerry, I'll be knee-deep in conversations. How many? Uh, oh, my God. Probably you three. Three? Two or three. Like, what is the third conversation even about? You've talked already twice. I don't know. I don't, I do the same thing every day. It's got got to be such a boring conversation with you. She'll say to me sometimes, uh, how how was the show? I go, same. Pretty pretty good. What'd you talk about? I have no idea. I don't (laughs) remember. (laughs) Sports. We did a lot of sports. Right. Yeah. Then I try to be like, sometimes I try to like come up with stuff. I'd be like, uh, I was listening to this podcast today. You should dial up the podcast and look at the titles you wrote in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, right. Here's what we did on the show today. It does 6 to 6.15. <laughs> it says here, Geo misses Joe Flacco. You asked. <laughs> I'm going to give you the answer. Yeah. Bye. All right, Jerry, let's do the uh, warm-up program. We did that uh, today. Right on. And then uh, we'll be back here tomorrow at 5 a.m. So...
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Alan Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, but the Jets do. 502, nice to have you with us. No, the Eddie Scazzeri. Al Dukes, very well done in the control room. How you be? Oh, hi there, Jerry. Yeah, I had to fire those. I had to fire off our theme music. Eddie uh, called out sick today, which is... What? What was this? Eddie called out sick. Eddie doesn't call out sick. He normally calls you, uh, calls people uh, bad words if they call out sick. I hope he's okay. So he must be... In rough shape. Because that doesn't sound good. No, it does not sound good. So hmm. I guess Fliegelman is pulling double duty from overnight shift into this. Way to go, Fleegs, making the cash. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Does he get extra cash for that? You would, right? Of course. Oh, you're working you're a double shift. Salaried employee. I think no, that's no, part no, of your no, duties. No, 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 no. He's working in a double shift. You, Yes, of course he will. I had a weird dream last night that I... That Eddie was going to call out sick? No, but it was work-related. Work I had a dream that um, I took a different job in the company. I oh, was right. more of like in the office area. Where they gave you a cubicle and you did nothing all day and wondered when you were going to fire it? Oh, that happened already, right. Yeah, it was similar. I had a cubicle, but I still came in at uh, 4 a.m. To do what? I don't know. I didn't know what <laughs> work to do. And then it hit me at around 10.45. Oh, I don't get to go home now. That you had to stay till four or five. Yeah, o'clock. and I was like, "What am I going to do with my dog?" <laughs> it was very. You well, might call it a nightmare, Jerry. It's a good thing that that was not reality. Not real. I was actually. I woke up thankful. Yeah, which is nice. You get to go home at eleven a.m. Now that's not the case for Flegelman, who will stay here till ten. He will. Yeah. Now, Jerry. Al, here's what I've, I don't want to talk about the Jets. I don't. Well, they just, suck. Well, here's what I've decided. If you think the Jets are. And Aaron Rodgers away from being a good football team, you are incorrect. Their their defense is good. Their offense is a tr- is horrific. Right, and one legendary Hall of Future Hall of Fame quarterback is not going to change that. Like that's it. You're you're not. They're not a good team. They're a great no, they're, defensive. They're team. a good defense. They're not great. They're a good defensive team. But putting Aaron Rodgers in there, they're not winning many games. Sorry. Now. You know in the last five games, they've lost all of them. How many points they've scored in five games? Well, I know in three of them, I think, they haven't scored a TD. Correct. In three of the last five games. They've scored 45 points in five games. I mean, what do we even watch? I actually said to Kim yesterday, because I don't, I know we disagree about this. I don't subscribe to this theory of... um, When you pay all the money and you go to the game, and if the team loses, you wasted your time. I don't... You can have that opinion. I don't. To me, it's still the experience. However, yesterday, I'm looking at those poor saps in the crowd thinking, you know the team stinks. Tim Boyle's your quarterback. The The offense is awful. The Falcons are boring. Why is there a fly in here? The Falcons are not a good football team. It's raining. It's breezy. Ugh. Why would you have ever gone to that game? I so don't know. For all of you that did go... Hey, good for you. You stick with your team. You're better than I am because that is trash. Yeah, the only thing that w- uh, looked worse was the Patriots game, which Agreed. ended. They got shut out. 6 nothing. 6 nothing To the Chargers. Every time Red Zone went to it, I'm like, all right, this is either going to be a defensive touchdown for San Diego or um, for L.A. or nothing. It'll be an incomplete pass. And yeah. it was pretty much an incomplete pass each time. Yeah, it was just, and, and I don't know. We've let, and then we've talked about this. We've let Aaron Rodgers hold this team hostage. No more. You want to come, you want to play for us next year? Great. 
You don't call any shots Except anymore. that he will. I mean, you can sit there in front of the microphone and say that. Fact of the matter is, Stupid. the worse the quarterback play is, the more I think he gets empowered for next year. And I've also decided that there is no difference between head coaches, offensive coordinators. If you've made it to the NFL, you need a whole bunch of things to work in order for you to be good. For sure. Right? Bill Belichick is one of the greatest coaches of all time. You have to have the players. Right. So without the players, you're not a good coach. Correct. Okay. So without good wide receivers and an offensive line, you can't play quarterback I mean. or run the football. So like, we can't judge anybody. I can't sit here and say Nathaniel Hackett sucks. I agree. The evidence is there that he does. But be next year if Aaron Rodgers throws forty five touchdown passes to five interceptions, he's gonna look like a genius. Right. And I, I think about you. this all the time too, to my to my own career, Jerry. I worked on uh, various famous programs, Ron and Fez, Opie and Anthony, Boomer and Carton, Boomer sure. and Geo. So was David Lee Roth my fault, or was it just <laughs> a bad combination of things? You know what I mean? I do know what you mean, of course. It, but that is that is the case in every football team. I really believe this. It's You have to have the right mix of coaching and players. And if you don't, you're going to be mediocre or bad. There's a lot of examples, I would think, of not great coaches that have won. And then you've got great coaches that have lost. I mean, it's just, you know... It's the way it goes. You got you got twenty two guys on the field, eleven on offense, eleven on defense, and special teams. That's like to your point. If the Patriots did not have uh, Stephen Gostkowski and who's the other one and Vinatieri, who knows? Like if Vinatieri doesn't kick the ball through the snow against the Raiders, maybe the maybe the Patriot dynasty never gets off the ground. And maybe even after that, if Vinatieri doesn't kick that ball from whatever it was, 50 yards to beat the Panthers, maybe the Patriots never become what they are. Like, you need to have the kicker. Like, if, I don't know, Scott Norwood doesn't go wide right, we think of the Bills a lot differently. Instead, we think of them as, and we think of Jim Kelly as this, you know, losing Super Bowl quarterback. Oh, I'm sorry. If his kicker makes a kick, he's a Super Bowl champion. And the whole thing is, it's just us creating content that's yeah, terrible. But I'm already sick of the Jets next year. I'm with you. I I'm agree. I don't of- want to hear from. I don't want to hear from Aaron Rodgers to tomorrow or next Tuesday. Like, but nothing. I'm not even interested in Aaron Rodgers now. Next September, not interested. I've think, lost interest. I think it's easy to say that right now. Sure is. I think next year, after the Yankees and Mets bore you all summer yeah. and, and probably underachieve again, and you're going to be really fired up for a football season. I think let's check in next September with you. But I agree with you right now. It sounds like. Eh. I've also, because of what happened with the Mets, what happened with Aaron Rodgers, you know, on Friday I had uh, Evan and Tiki on as I'm driving, and they're all getting excited about Shohei Otani. I'm not, I can't get pumped now for anything because everything ends in an injury. You get let down. Everyone is hurt at all times. Happens a lot. So I'm, this idea that I'm getting pumped for individual players is no longer happening in my life. Well, I also don't know how you get very excited until they're actually here anyway. Like, just the notion of just thinking about it means nothing. But this is any, any, like, I'm not putting my faith in a single player ever again. Aaron Rodgers is coming. We're going to keep Pete Alonso. We're getting Shohei Otani. Juan Soto's coming to the, don't care. One person doesn't do squat. Diddly. Right. Nothing. If Aaron Rodgers was on this team, they'd be 500. That's my thought. I think they'd be a little bit better than that. Alan Lazard sucks. Agreed. Uh, uh, the guy with the very pretty eyes, Randall Cobb. I don't I don't even know these guys are still on the team. Like, if you were to tell me Randall Cobb left the Jets six weeks ago. You wouldn't be shocked. I would have no idea. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I do think, I listen, I don't think they're a 10-2 and two team, but... This quarterback play has been so bad that he's good for a few wins. Now, are they winning the division? Nope. No, no. they're not. But they're probably in the playoff hunt, as they say, yeah. as opposed to what we're watching. Like yesterday, even like the interception that Boyle throws, which I think was his last throw. Dude, your guy is – throw it to him. He's wide open. I, it's just it's, – it's amazing. And I think that's the interesting thing about when you see – good, competent quarterback play. I'm not even talking about great quarterback play. Just good, solid quarterback play. Just make the easy throws. Don't make the easy throws hard, and that's what these bad quarterbacks do. Like, that was 
And we'll never hear from Zach Wilson again. And by the way, they'd be better off if he was playing. I hate to say that, but that's true. Um, he makes the easy difficult. The good quarterbacks make the easy easy. They just probably can't make the great plays. That's where the great quarterbacks come in. He, It's just, I, I don't know, man. And even there were a couple of replays yesterday where Garrett Wilson is, I mean, there's no one near him. And yet Tim Boyle's head is over there. Like, that's your number Like, if Tyreek Hill was on this team, wouldn't you think the first place you're looking on almost every pass play is to Tyreek Hill? I would, yes. Well, then why don't we do that with Garrett Wilson? Not sure. Because he stinks, that's why. Not Garrett Garrett Wilson, Wilson? the the quarterback. Quarterback. It's really awful. I wish the uh, media would not cover the Jets the remaining. They're still an NFL team. Because this pretending that we care from Rob Sala who's starting at quarterback, we don't care. Not at this point. No, not it at this point. It does not matter. Not at 4-8. And, and they're still all to, the they same still have quarterback. To ask the question. Are you going to play Zach Wilson, who sucks, Tim Boyle, who sucks, or Trevor Simeon, who sucks? Which Because I don't know how a defense would possibly prepare for them. They all have the same skill. Zero. It's funny because as I'm watching Tim Boyle play yesterday, yeah. my thought, the thought that's going through my head is, Boy, Trevor Simeon must really suck in practice. Like you went, you went back to this guy, and no offense, but my God, it's just the the quarterback play is so bad. Trevor Simeon actually won games in the NFL, and you decided to stick with this guy. This was you. I know I said last week was the make or break game, but this game really was the make or break game because at four and seven, and all these rumblings that Aaron Rodgers might even play next week if they won the game. Blah blah blah. Whatever. They needed that game in the worst way, and they still opted to go to Trevor Simeon. And oh, by the way, they needed a spark, so they went to Simeon in the fourth quarter. How many times did they need a spark with the other dolt that they had running out there playing quarterback, but they would never take him out? Right. Oh, man, I'll come back to one play. One play, and I do think at least for a couple, I'm not saying the season, but at least for a couple of weeks, the season's a little different. If Zach Wilson doesn't hit a blade of white on the sideline before he scores in Vegas, things are a little different. But no, he steps out of bounds. Touchdown doesn't count. Instead of being up 13-3, to they kick a field goal, they lose the game. The Raiders weren't coming back and winning that game if he scores. But, you know, whatever. It would only made us more miserable. It doesn't but, matter. Well, it would have been false hope probably. Yeah. For sure. But at least you'd feel like there's a chance of something. This is like, I don't want to put him on. I pulled an owl yesterday. I watched Red Zone. Wasn't interested in watching the Jets fall. I was not doing it. I had the was Red Zone on, it. and I have to tell you, the 1 o'clock window, I fell asleep. Oh, it's all. These games are bad. Until the fourth quarter. Yep, I know. It stinks. Yep, I could not agree with you more. I do not did not care for. You had the Indianapolis-Tennessee was fun. That game was fun, although I'm not all that interested. Exactly. But that that game at least was back and forth. And I was interested in Houston, Denver, because I think I was the only person that took the Texans and CJ Stroud. So I was hanging on there at the end. I didn't want them to give up the touchdown. Other than that, Al, I mean, look, the Chargers and Patriots is one of the worst football games we've seen in, in modern history. Yeah. Cardinal Steelers, please, not interested. Um, and then you had the injury to pick it. And then I understand when there's bad lightning. Was there bad lightning in Pittsburgh? Like, why were there two weather? Every time they went to it, it was raining. And every update I saw said heavy rain. I never I never saw lightning. I'm not saying it wasn't there, but I never saw anybody say lightning. We, we're pausing games for heavy rain now? I don't recall in watching football in the 80s, in the 90s, and in the 2000s, there ever being a weather delay. No, I don't either. Ever. I, I don't either. I don't either. Matter of fact, when I was doing a game for Compass Media Networks doing pregame, postgame in like 2012 or 13, going back one of the first couple of years I was doing it, it was one of these preseason games that I'm not going to lie to you. I was not 100% prepared to do anything more than what I was supposed to do. It's the summer. You got guys playing that aren't going to be there in a couple of weeks. And we're in the middle of the first quarter. And Michelle Salvatore calls me and says, hey, can you do like a a show because we're about to go into a weather delay. There's severe weather coming our way, and it might be like an hour, hour and a half. I was like, "Eh, what's this? (laughs) 
what do you mean? Like, it's the NFL. They play. And sure enough, within five minutes, the game was called for, I think it was an hour, and I had to talk Cowboys football, no call, just me, for like an hour, thinking, I've never seen, I'm sure it's happened, I don't ever remember it happening. We always go like this, you've got a better chance of getting struck by lightning. No one gets struck by lightning. Play the game. Right? I Yeah, I don't know, man. I've never seen it before. I don't know. It was bizarre. And it wasn't one. They had two. Yes. Now, in fairness, that second one, I did. the sky looked black. Yeah, that's what I want to watch. Wow. That was really interesting. So, so that, that was really game, surprising. It was really So I wasn't really How about, I'll give you a couple of other ones. Lions Saints was not. I mean, it was 21 nothing. so immediately I was checked out, although the Saints made it a game. And then the other one uh, from the 1 o'clock window went exactly the way we all thought it would. The Dolphins just embarrassed Washington. That was awesome. And that was not – if you're a Dolphin fan, it's great, but in terms of competitive football to watch, that was an awful football game. Terrible. Yes. But the Dolphins were that good yesterday, and Tyreek Hill was awesome. Who's the, uh, the partner for Kenny Albert? Is it Jonathan Vilma? I believe so, yeah. He kept every time there was like a uh, fumble, multiple fumble. He'd go, "Hello." <laughs> he was fun. If I, I watching just the highlight package, you know when it goes, you know, it was a move it quicker. Everyone was like, "Hello, hello." <laughs> I think Kenny Albert had on consecutive yes. nights: Rangers, Knicks, Jets. Is that right? How cool is that? That's pretty pretty good, Jerry. That is pretty awesome. All right, we got to take good. a break. We're just getting started. Five seventeen. It is the warm up show. We got Boomer and Geo coming up at 6 o'clock. Oh, okay. And a whole lot more to go right here on The Fan. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. All right, nice to have you with us. 25 after 5. It is a football Monday. You know what I read yesterday? The Packers, who won last night? I believe they have won their last 16 games in December. Is that right? Under Matt LaFleur. I don't think he's a great coach. I'm not I don't saying he's a bad coach. Whatever. He, he's there. fine. Yeah, no, no, no. 16-0 and 0 in their last 16 December they games? They turn it on, Jerry, at yeah, the end really, of the season. That's impressive. That is impressive. They beat the Chiefs. Yeah, no, in, they did. In Patrick Mahomes' uh, first ever game at Lambeau Field. Yeah, well, he's a loser. So let me ask you this, Jerry, of the uh, what was supposed to be the game of the week yeah, uh, dud. was uh, Eagles-Niners, and that game ended 42-19 uh, to 19 Niners. What was weird about that, though, before you continue, is the fact that the Niners had minus six yards of offense in the first quarter. Yeah, so my question to you is, when you look at the score of 42-19, did that game feel closer than that, or did it, it not? D- so it's funny. It did and it didn't. In the beginning, it felt like, damn, like the Eagles' defense is here. Um, and this is going to be tough sledding for the Niners. You, Jalen Hurts goes out. I know he came back. Then the Niners all of a sudden go on this little run. They've got a lead. But it also didn't feel like it was too far out of hand. And then it was out of hand at the end. So, yeah. yes and no. It was a very strange yeah, I, game. I felt the same way. When the Eagles came back, I think it... I think it was when the Eagles brought it to within one score yep. when it was in the 20s. The Eagles went down was the it field. 28, uh, 19, was it 28 19? I forget now. Yeah, something like that. The Eagles come down the field, they scored, yep. it, and the Niners brought it right down the field and scored. It yep. felt like it felt like that was over then. For whatever reason, it just felt like the Eagles were starting to close the gap, scored, and then let the Niners come right down and score. And then it was like. The bet that I didn't make, yeah, that I wanted to, and my son talked me out of it, was the over-under for Brock Purdy that I saw was 246 and a half yards passing. I'm like, you know, I, I, I he's a really good player. We know this at this point. But, like, looking at the weather, I'm like, I think this is going to be a Christian McCaffrey day. I'm like, you know, I, I think I'm going to take Purdy in the under. And my son goes, he goes, are you serious? I'm like, uh, yeah, Why? He's like, well, the, the only way you're going to score on the Eagles is by their secondary is bad. He goes, and they're probably gearing up for McCaffrey. I'm like, okay. So I didn't bet it. I'm like, I know I'm going to regret this. Yeah. He he threw for like 320 yards yeah. or something. And um, what, four TDs? Yeah. And I know, listen, especially at the end, the, the, the last Samuel touchdown was more of a catch and run where I don't know what the hell the Eagle defense was doing. He ran right by them. 
for like 50-something yards. So his number is probably better than it really was. But, yeah, three, he played well. They played well, and they are they're humming right now. They're healthy. Healthy. They're healthy. And now the Eagles and the Cowboys play next week. Big game. That's for a the, nice uh, one. D- for the division lead, basically. And then the Niners play the Seahawks. Yeah. So... Uh, no, I don't think the Niners are losing. The Niners are going to be the one seed. I do believe that because they beat the Cowboys, they beat the Eagles. Um, and I don't... There's a fly in here, Jerry. It's well, we got a new Christmas tree in here, so... Uh, and I, I don't think the uh, the Niners lose again. I don't see it. Now, I know the Seahawks have played them well, but the Seahawks just aren't that good. And they played well offensively the other night, but I don't see it. Now, uh, there was a bit of a brouhaha in this game, Jerry where uh, there was a player from the Niners over there. They uh, Yeah, you got to help me out with that. I was at my son's basketball yeah. game watching this game on a phone. So, okay. So what what went on here? So uh, one of the Eagles, I forget which guy, was got, got thrown down hard on the sideline. Okay. To which then there was uh, jawing back and forth, and the Eagles' head of security was pushing the Niner player away, to which the Niner player then gave him a, like a play, mm-hmm. like a... A, a swat to the face. Yeah, and they threw they threw the head of security out right. of the game. Now he's head of security, Jerry. What's he supposed to do? Throw people around. That's what I would do if I was head of security. They said they're not supposed to come in any contact. With I was going to say not touch the players. Yeah, and he is the one who was pushing them yeah. away. But now they said there's going to be some heavy discipline for this. I'm sure there will be. It's not like he threw a punch. Yeah, I understand. Security, but it's kind of like it's kind of like the players you're not allowed to touch the officials. Yeah, it's one of those lines you yes. cannot cross. That's what it was. It's a line you could not cross. Speaking of that, can we give some major props to Tyreek Hill? What did he do? Did you see? Remember last week the guy with the phone that took the video of him? Yeah, in Miami, and the guy got fired. I believe he got fired. Yeah, he was a he was a credentialed person on the field for the NFL. He took video. He ha, he takes videos for the NFL on a phone that he then uploads to social mm-hmm. media for them. Tyreek Hill scored the touchdown, grabbed the kid's phone, and then they which oh got by rid the way his, is fun. Yeah, they fired him, I think, and Tyreek Hill paid his paid him a year's salary. Yeah, so feel bad though. I saw it when the when the NFL revoked his credential. The the kid put up a. A, a whole video explaining what it was and what happened. He was he became good friends with Tyreek Hill just in filming mm-hmm. different things. And when Tyreek Hill came back down to Miami to play, they kind of reunited. Mm-hmm. They hang out, they're friends. So and then Ty, so when Tyreek Hill scored, he saw him there, his friend, and grabbed his phone. And the NFL said you should have pulled. I mean, come Pulled on. the phone away. Just stop it. It's just nonsense. And I love Tyreek Hill said uh, of yesterday's game against the Commanders, thanks for disrespecting me by covering me one-on-one. <laughs> I mean, he blew right by those guys. There was one play, though, where he was double covered. Yeah. And it was the ball where Tua just kind of threw it up for grabs, and he just ran under it. Yes. Like, he found it. Ran, it was, that's a tough play to make, man. Very tough catch because he was turned toward his, toward yes. his left, yes. then went all the way towards his and right. And still found it. Yes. And it's raining, oh, yeah. by the way, which doesn't seem like much, but it's raining. I was pretty good. Yeah. He looked awesome. Uh, he's he's. They're going to be an interesting team to deal with in the postseason, especially if they have games at home. Yeah. I don't understand this one, Jerry. Kenny Pickett got hurt yesterday in a very terrible game against the Cardinals. Yeah. They say he needs ankle surgery. Surgery today. Right, right. And they go, he'll be out two to four weeks. How, how yeah, do you get ankle surgery I, and come back? Well, I mean, it's, he didn't. he didn't have a compound fracture of the ankle. Maybe it's just something minor that they need to go in and clean up, and he can be back on the field in a week or so. I don't know. I have no idea. I've never had a surgery where I was back playing in two weeks. I don't know. <laughs> that just seemed... It uh, seems a little quick. Seems aggressive. I agree. Mitchell Very Trubisky, aggressive. you're up. <laughs> I did see this, too, which which I, uh, I don't recall seeing this before, which was a two-point conversion in a game. Yeah. Getting intercepted mm-hmm. and returned... And then that team gets two points. Right, but that was, and you know where that came from. That was also after the block punt touchdown. Yes. So think about that. You've got. That's in the Colts-Titans game. Right. It was, the, I'm trying to think to get this, to get this right. 
the Colts block the punt, return it for a touchdown, but then their two-point try is returned by Tennessee the other way for two points. Very bizarre. Yes. And then the Titans punter almost got killed on the next punt where they blocked the punt, almost took it away from him, and I think he broke his leg. If not, it was a series. They carted him off, and then Nick Folk had a punt. Yeah, so the Colts blocked two punts in the game, yeah. and we had a two-point conversion return yeah, for two fun. points the other way. That is a really that fun, fun play. That's like that's comparative to like um, when you have a field goal that comes up short, and they can return it the other way, and they can actually score. It's one of those weird plays that you don't even realize exists. Yeah, I did not realize you could do that on a two-point mm-hmm. conversion because yep. when I and I was watching it live on Red Zone, they had it. Was and Scott Hansen losing his mind? Well, he on the pickoff. I'm wondering on the two-point conversion interception why the guy's even running it yeah. with it. Like, just catch it and that's it. The play's dead. No, it's not. I had no idea you could return that back. INT return for two. That's really cool. It's a, it, that's a really surprise. It gives you some motivation the other way for sure. Yes, it does. Yep. Uh, what else? Uh, Tyree Kill had 157 yards yesterday, Jerry. Yeah. How how far? How close to 2,000 is he now? I, you know, I was thinking about this. Remember when he left the Chiefs? Yes. And we were all like, what is this guy doing? Then he goes, Tua's one of the most accurate passers ever. Yeah. And again, we were like, what is this guy talking about? Then he said, I'm going to have 2,000 yards receiving this year. And we were all like, what is this guy talking about? He's doing all of it. He's at, if this is correct, I got him at 1481. With, you still got five games to go. <laughs> I mean, so yeah. he's probably going to do it. Yes. Good for him. I saw a cool Mike Evans stat yesterday, too. Okay. From the Bucks that he's got. Let me think, see if I get this correctly. Okay. That should be great. I think he's got 10 seasons. I'm going to screw it up, Jerry. Oh, come on. Give it a try. I like when you screw things up. Oh, man. I'm Googling Mike Evans okay. right now. He's got 10 seasons of 1,000 yards, 10 seasons in a row. 10 straight. 10 straight Correct. of 1,000 yards. You got it. And when you see the list of other people who did it, they're all Hall of Famers. And they're like, Jerry Rice. Is Jerry he Rice. That's all you got? <laughs> <laughs> There's That's Jerry really Rice, got. Jerry. <laughs> who else is a Hall of Famer? I, why can't I think of any Let's Hall of Fame wide receivers? Let's see if I can find the list for you. I know here. there's Jerry Rice is on that list, Jerry. You are too funny. <laughs> I mean, and I'm the one that gave you Jerry Rice. <laughs> it was all like Hall of Fame dudes. Let's see. Let's see. Maybe Randy Moore. Uh, it would not have been. So Michael Irvin. I bet you Michael Irvin's on that list. How about Andre Reed? Would all he right. on that list? I don't know. I don't recall Andre Reed. I should have looked that up, Jerry. Okay. That's a bad job by me. But I'm thrown off by Eddie's out sick today. I would say Randy Moss is going to be on that list. All right. Of 10 straight. Oh, Terrell down. Owens was on that list. For was sure. he really? Yeah, he was yeah. for sure. Okay. So it was about, a cool list. But how then- about your guy, Steve Largent? No, he's not, not on the list. But what's weird is they go, Mike Evans will be a sure Hall of Famer. The problem is we didn't watch him every week. Yeah. And I don't feel like he was ever highlighted like some of the greats have been. Right, but if you have 10 straight seasons of 1,000 yards, why play? wouldn't you be in the Hall of Fame? Oh, right. no, he will be. Oh No, no, no but he... I'm saying that the way they made it sound like it's a no-brainer. And I and again, like doing the the eye test, as they say. When I went think Mike Evans, I don't think Hall of Fame wide receiver. I think a very good wide receiver, but he's up there. If statistically, he's with all those other guys. You got to put him in there. But Jerry. I really do believe a lot of that is because you're not watching him every week, and because of where he's hmm. played. Yeah. yeah, I know they won a couple of years, but you just don't. I don't know. You don't think of that team and that. Yeah, he kind of gets lost in the shuffle. He does get lost in the shuffle. Doesn't mean he hasn't had a great Hall of Fame career. Did you see the uh, sideline official who? I did in the got Saints a game. Very bad leg broke injury. His leg. That was a broken leg. That looked. Great. Alvin Kamara was very concerned for the guy, which I appreciate. I yeah. like when a player cares. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I do. There was when that happened. The the live shot of it. You know the live play. You hear him. You see him roll over, and you hear him go. Ah! Yeah. Like oh oh, that's not good. And he's an older guy. Yeah. His and leg bent at the knee in a weird he broke his sideways. Can you imagine going to work on? I'll be home in a few hours, but he don't. No, I'm just going to be on the sidelines. Yeah, broken leg. It's very dangerous on the NFL yeah. sidelines. Way I, too much goes on there, and everyone's so close and so jammed in there. It is what I have said to you 10 times. The one time I was on an NFL sideline, I was blown away by the speed 
the sounds and the violence. It is not. We can sit here and watch it on TV and think it's a video game. Man, there was one. Was it Devontae Smith in the Eagle game? I forget what Eagle receiver. I mean, I thought he almost got his head taken off on one play yesterday. And it was a legal, clean hit. I'm not saying there was anything wrong with it. Yeah. But my the sound of the hit, I mean, it it is amazing to me that more guys don't get hurt. Honestly. Yeah, especially on the sidelines, the photographers. Like, yeah. They, they, they're all way too close. And then you've got, I know we got to take a break, but real quick, this Tank Dell. Did you see this injury? I saw he's done for the year, he's right? A, and he's been unbelievable for C.J. Stroud and the Texans. That combination's been great. He's like 5'9", 160. Why is he in the interior part of the offensive line blocking? Hey, go over there. Like, who are you pushing anyway? You weigh 160, and now they lost him for the season. Yep. And that sucks because they have been a team that I know in the past we don't care to watch. But I love the fact that they're playing so hard for D'Amico Ryans. I love the fact that everybody thought they were a joke coming into the season. They were going to go 1-16. I love the fact that Stroud right now might be the best of these rookie quarterbacks when I don't think people thought that was going to be the case. And you love the fact that that combination was working so well. And they're 7-5 and five and they're in the hunt for the playoffs. And now he just lost, he lost a big piece. That sucks. I know. I need them to make the wild card. I, I really hope they do because this kid is he's fun to watch. Yes. So I, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the D'Amico Ryan's thing further makes me really believe that Deion Sanders is the next coach of the Cowboys. Because when you see the and even the way the Raiders have played, I know they haven't won every game, but the way they've played under Antonio Pierce, the way these players respond to younger former players as coaches, not in every case, but in certain cases, I think Dion walks into Dallas after they whenever they decide to move on from Mike McCarthy or whenever he walks away, and that's the next coach of the Cowboys. I do believe that. You mean when the Cowboys lose in San I Fran in the playoffs? That. No, I did not say <laughs> that. I want to see a repeat of 92 when they thought they were going to lose and they went in there and they beat the Niners. So don't you do that. All right, take a quick break, 539. Got a lot more to do. And then Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. I'll go away. Call us, 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. The Giants are off, the Jets are awful, but we're here. It's Alan Jerry, love the song you picked for this rejoin. Fantastic. Totally random. What is this? Day the after South- day by the Pretenders. I was going to say, very familiar. But the middle of their song, not the song intro. That's all right. Jerry. No one would all know right. that if you didn't say anything. Okay. Uh-huh. Did you see the Jamal Adams stuff, Jerry? Jamal Adams a creep. I've really, Is there a more unlikable guy that's been around <laughs> here in the last... Yeah. I mean, he is really an unlikable person. So he first uh, wrote something about Connor Hughes' girlfriend, right? And she was ugly, I believe. Yeah. Something like that. Which, by the way, I looked, she's an attractive woman. Yeah, I, I didn't say she is. I think that's what he said, though. Right, that's what he said. He was insulting her, yes. Yeah. And then, uh, so then, that I didn't like, but this part I like, Jerry. I don't like we insult people's um, significant no, others. No, of course not. But this I liked. Brian Costello then took to Twitter after Jamal Adams had said that stuff about Connor Hughes' girlfriend and said... I've covered a lot of players through the years, never met any who was more of a phony than Jamal Adams. I always thought he was a bad guy. Today he proved he's even worse than I thought. To which Jamal Adams replied to Brian Costello, Ah, here comes Mr. Potato Head. (laughs) Mr. Hughes, right-hand man. Truth be told, I do not care. I do not like you. Never liked you. You're terrible at your job. You do not know me outside of the game of football, so keep that blank pushing, whatever that means, Jerry. All right, so he's on the attack. I don't, I can't find the uh, stuff he said about Connor. He probably Hughes deleted. Girl. It. I think he deleted. Yeah, because he's a clown. That one. That's why you're a clown. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Get out. Go enjoy your life in Seattle. Hope you lose forever. Hmm. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Flickelman was telling me what he he just wrote. Yikes about because um, uh, Connor Hughes had showed up a play where. Jamal Adams had a terrible play, and he wrote, yikes. And then he, mm-hmm. Jamal Adams, had a picture of the girlfriend, and he wrote, yikes. Not fair, Jerry. Now you're that poor girl. He's quite sensitive. She's internet famous now. 
Good for her. And Not good in for a you. good way, but you know. Yeah, but I think I don't think anyone would look at that and goes, "Oh my gosh, this girl's not attractive." No, I'm I'm not saying she is or she isn't. I'm just you just don't do that. This Jamal Adams must be uh, uh, hanging around supermodels. Enjoy life in Seattle. Leave us alone. Yeah, we forgot about you, right, mm-hmm. Jerry? Yeah, we did. I, you know, it's funny when he showed up on the field in Dallas. I'm like, I agree. Jamal Adams still yeah. playing <laughs> right on that Thanksgiving game. I mean, he thought he was going to be a surefire Hall of Famer yeah. when he was here. He's not. Please. Uh, Roger Goodell, I guess, Jerry, wants to ban the tush-push for next I, season. I'm fine. I, I stupid. Um, I don't like this notion. I don't know how guys don't get hurt because now they're doing it. There's two things I'd like to see banned. That, and also when uh, even a running back you know, gets held up by a defense and then the offensive linemen come in, these are 300-pound men that just kind of barrel into other guys like someone's going to break a leg. I don't I, I don't think it's a smart play. I really don't. But what? how can you make that? Not a legal play. Like Leverage. What would, what would could, be the the language you think that would have uh, to be put in? Exactly what I just said. You so can't no have leverage from a teammate. To be pushed forward. No, exactly. You can't pull them forward. You can't push them forward. You, leverage. The same way you can't... The same way you're not allowed to jump over the back of someone trying to block a kick, They've out, which I actually think is more fun than what this is. Um, that, to me, would be the description. If you are using leverage from another player or teammate it's a it's a five-yard penalty i like that because as what as they were talking about it then i watched the eagles do it where they just ran right mm-hmm. through the niners it's like at the a goal rugby line. scrum are yeah. we playing nfl football are we play rugby like a rugby rugby scrum and, and give them credit they're playing within the rules and they're there they do it better than anybody so i ain't taking that away from them but i would ban this next year i don't like it yeah and when they were saying he wants to ban it, i was like Based on what, like, what would you put in the rules? But that makes sense, leverage. Mm-hmm. That would be exactly how I would write it. And you're right. It. Then they wouldn't be able to do it in the middle of the field where a, a receiver in the open makes a catch, a couple guys wrap him up, and then another guy comes over and yeah. plows him. You know, speaking of catch, did you see, what game was it? Ah, oh, crap. I can't remember what game it was. Maybe I'll remember, Jerry. It was, though, I think it was in the Pittsburgh game, I think. Where there was a catch, two feet down, guy hits the, and then the ball comes out, and Gene Steratore comes out and says, "Yeah, no, that's a catch." I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> that's an obvious catch. And they right came there. back and said it wasn't. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm watching this. I'm so confused and bothered by these catch rules. The fact that you can have two hands on the ball, but if the nose of the football hits the grass, it's incomplete. This guy dropped the ball. What happened to completing the play? It, the whole thing is just. I don't mind that so much when it's in the field of play. The funny thing to me is when they're looking at whether the nose of a football touched the ground six feet out of bounds when a guy fell, you know, and, like, that's and was not even... holding it on the way, like caught yeah, the ball. That's not part of the I, field. I, I agree with you. I agree. Could have run over an old man holding uh, the yardage sign. Oh, poor guy. His his week's ruined. Absolutely. Mm. The NFL's got to pay for that, right? He'd really show me something if he showed up on the sidelines with the cast next week. No, oh, I'm just yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> he joking. said he's gonna. He's like Aaron Rodgers. He wants to get back out there this season. <laughs> That's right. He'll be out there before the season's over. Jerry, I uh, know nothing about college football. Like, uh, me neither. Zero. Me neither. But I see a lot of uh, people upset that Florida State had a undefeated season. Yes. They, and they play in the ACC. 13-0, I believe. And they were left off of the college football playoff. Correct. They were, I think, they're number five. What could they have done different, Jerry? Nothing. And I've watched, because I don't watch college football, yeah. um, but I did watch enough, enough coverage of this. Paul Feinbaum. Oh, he's excited. I watched him battle with Russo the other day uh, before these ratings came out or rankings came out. The I would say the overall thought by most is that when you look at the teams they played, yeah, it's a power conference, but it's not comparable to the likes of the Big Ten um, and other the Big 12, and that while they did a great job going 13-0, and they really are on the outside looking in. I don't know. I, I so really does that mean no they've idea. never got a shot of making the playoffs? Um, what do you mean? Well, like, like they'll never have a shot. Like, do will they always consider the ACC a a lesser, lesser power conference? Yeah. I guess it depends on the year and how the teams are playing. I don't know. I'm I'm not sure. I mean, back in the day, Florida State was the number one team in the country. Oh, yeah. So it's not like it hasn't happened. Uh, it is odd though that you you go undefeated in a conference like that. But again, from everything I've read, 
I would say the overwhelming majority is they got this right and got the best four teams in. Fleeks tells me next year it expands to 12 teams, so then they'd be able to get in probably. Yeah, well, but we have, okay, and then the 13th team's going to be pissed off. Absolutely. We've had this conversation for decades, and there's no one, everyone's not always going to be happy. Someone's always going to be left out. Correct. So, all right, quick break, 553. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, we got about a minute or so to go. What else, Al? Do you think that uh, Chargers-Patriots game was the worst game of the season? It was 6 nothing. Yeah. Bad was, weather. Yeah. How could it not be? Unless you find a 3 nothing game. Yeah, I was trying to think, like, what were th- was there a worse Jet game this season? Yeah, all of them. They were. They have been pretty bad but ones. But not 6 nothing. 6-0. And that game was in New England. They showed uh, the, the one main um, Boston reporter uh, who's been in the mix with a bunch of things. He was taking pictures of the upper deck. Yeah. It was empty. And it yeah. was just so like how quickly when you fall off the face of the earth in when the NFL. you lose, you lose. It goes quick. I know. And there's Bill Belichick just sitting there still. Yeah. He's well, and I, and I think I really think that they will let him finish the season. I don't think they're going to fire him in but season at this point. You do not believe he will be head coach next season? I don't. No, I think he'll be somewhere else. Do you think there's a 0% chance that he is head coach there next season? I think he's in Chicago or Washington next year. Is that right? That's what, what I think. What about the Chargers? Maybe the Chargers. Interesting. It'd be a lovely place to live. Oh, my gosh. Go to L.A.? Yeah, if you're I going, just, but I think of Bill Belichick as a northeastern type of coach. But maybe he's getting older. He wants to go uh, yeah, in the sun. That's fair. We that's always fine. talk about. Oh, I always think San Diego. I was going to say we always talk about how beautiful San Diego is. That SoFi Stadium is pretty nice. Maybe get some the move to franchise. WFAN, WFAN FM, WFAN FM HD One, New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.